After four years of being deeply in my spiritual practices, everything stopped working. The meditations, the readings, everything. I felt depressed, dissociated, and just lost interest in most aspects of my life. Every day it became more challenging to want to get out of bed and face the day. And luckily, this only lasted for a little over a month. Hello and welcome. My name is Taylor Reiner, and this is the Fuck the New Age podcast. And we're diving into Mindfucked by Mindfulness. Ah, mindfulness. (laughs) We all know this. So as I started to break up with indoctrinations I had ingested from the New Age... Recently, I actually started to realize how mindfucked I had become from my own mindfulness practices, which was a scary realization and has been a very intense thing to go through. Um, When you realize the level of cognitive dissonance you have been siding with and you start breaking out of that, there are things that don't want you to get out of that cycle. There are things that benefit from you being in that cycle of mind fucked. You know, it's not just people you're paying. There are, there are dark entities. That's just the fact of the matter. Contrary to what the new age says, there is darkness and evil in the world and it feeds off of your mind fucked. It survives off of your mind fucked. It needs you to be mind fucked. Because the more mind-fucked you are, the more out of touch you are with the truth of who you are. So I think what really catalyzed this mental breakdown came drastically, actually, after I had dived deep into psychic work. You know, opening up to a ton of new energies, I changed my diet drastically, and I I started, like, channeling, not like, um, not like trance channeling that you see, but, like, getting downloads from beings, you know, from quote unquote, higher benevolent beings. And I mean, this was this year. This is, I'm speaking to something that has just recently happened. And this is probably something I've been through multiple times in the past, but this time was very sobering and it was very much so brought to my attention. So that's not to say that our ability to sense energy is bad. Like I feel like there is a misconception with psychic development. You know, I feel that our ability to discern that which we can see and the things we can't is actually a God-given gift. It's our right to be able to keep ourselves safe from invaders, literally, spiritually, all the things. You know, we live in a we live in a reality, in a world, in the universe, and everything ish. You know, where the majority of everything is. Spiritual. It's etheric. It's cosmic, celestial. A lot of it is not seen, but we can sense it. And I think, you know, there's always a war waged around the soul. There's, you know, the fact of the matter is the evil in the world is the fight for things that are wanting to take our soul away from God. It's a spiritual war out there, people. And if you don't believe that, it's worth sitting with for a while. You can see it in front of your eyes right now. What do you think's going on in the world? This isn't about what the news says. 
this is about something so much deeper. This is about organic timelines. And the organic timeline truly is that which is bound to God. Not universe, God. And I know God made the universe, but above, you know, I feel like the new age calling God, it's the universe. It really dissociates us. It detaches us from God. And I think it perpetuates the fear of God and this God wound that a lot of people have. So anyways, I I digress. So as I said, it's our right to be able to keep ourselves safe from invaders. However, something flips when we start playing with the spiritual realm as physical beings. We end up feeling very ungrounded, feel out of touch, and we feel out of body. We end up escaping and leaving life this life in many ways. And that's a big part of the new age is, you know, finding ways to escape reality. Go into these hour, two, three hour meditations. Get get out of your life. Get out of your, your mundane responsibilities, you know? Chop wood, carry water. It's probably one of my favorite like sayings, like before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. After enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. What that means is no matter what, when it comes to spiritual spirituality, spiritual development, spiritual growth, it's not about escaping reality. It's actually about being more so part of it and being present in it in a sense, you know? <laughs> Say present, and that makes me think of the mindfulness, be present. Um, But anyways, the mindfulness industry is actually a multi-billion dollar industry. And um, it's been endorsed by all the biggest names, biggest corporations and such, you know? Everyone from Jim Carrey to uh, Oprah Winfrey to uh, Deepak Chopra, Eckhart Tolle, all sorts of school systems, everything. Mindfulness is the thing right now. It is the thing right now. And I always question that, which is most popular. Why? Like even Western astrology, when it became really popular, I was like, I don't know if this is good. I don't know if this is good guys. (laughs) And that's a topic for another day. So everyone wants to stick their hands in the money pot, pot that is enlightenment and mindfulness because so many people went out of their inner hell The inner hell that the biggest names, governments, corporations, groups, entities have dispersed into the world. People's inner hell is due to the pure fact that there's false programming and false teachings out there. False light. If I seed the false light, I can seed this money-making tool. Let me give you, let me disperse the virus and also make the cure. Sound familiar? Okay, now I got you. If mindfulness can create re-traumatization and pain loops, what or who do you think benefits? Obviously those who feed off of people's pain. (laughs) As I said, let me disperse the virus and then give you the cure. All in the same freaking year. Just saying. So, you know, this could be the next coach, healer, guru, or medical doctor. Or this could be a spiritual entity feeding off of people's pain. Whatever the case may be, there's something benefiting from your breakdown. That's the fact. So there have been numerous studies published in esteemed medical journals that have shown the dark side of mindfulness. Go to pubmed.gov. P-U-B 
G or P U B M E D dot G I O V. <laughs> Legit. Meditation, dark side, psychosis, meditation, mindfulness, psychosis, keywords. Look it up, see what pops up. Anyways, and the scary thing is that we have a plethora of overnight healers, coaches, and readers, you name it, ready to heal your trauma all over Instagram. And what concerns me the most as I started to really look into this and really, you know, reflect on my own self during this deeply depressive state I've been moving through is that I have been a part of this industry. I have guided people through mild hypnotic journeys to help them move through trauma. And that's not to say that I, along with so many, haven't experienced life-changing progress. I have. I have friends I've done sessions with. I have worked with so many people who actually life-changing progress. Um, so it's possible. It's not to throw the baby out with the bathwater. The problem is that's not everyone's story. There are people who are suffering from PTSD, schizophrenia, and bipolar disorder, to name a few, who I and others out there cannot legally or literally support. You know, a one-hour session cannot rid someone of certain conditions in an instant. You know? Some of this stuff is like chemical imbalances. People who have to be on lithium to get through the freaking day. Like, that's fact. So what happens, you know, a week three weeks, or even months after a healing session? Are the facilitators not held responsible and accountable for what happens next? The fact of the matter is, there are certain people who require inpatient 24-7 to support to move through trauma. If they don't receive this level of support, patterns of things like self-harm, substance abuse, or worse, death can occur. There are people trained and licensed and insured and they're to support certain people for a reason because they need to know what to do in a 911 situation. I've worked in mental health facility, an inpatient facility. There are people who go into psychotic states, disassociate. It is scary. It is real. It is happening to with a lot of people. The difference is between your one hour Zoom session and an inpatient facility is that you have staff on board with nurses, psychiatrists, and the ability to call 911 and able to monitor people 24 seven. And they're licensed and they're insured if anything happens and they're trained for those kind of situations. So I was reflecting back on a time in my late teens, early 20s, when I was actually experiencing real like post-traumatic stress disorder. I'm talking flashbacks, night terrors, panic attacks, dissociation, all, everything. It was very intense. I would literally, I actually remember um, I just got into college and I was walking into my apartment, I was fine. And in an instant, I was on the ground, rocking back and forth, could not even make sense of what was going on. I was out of my body. I was having a panic attack. Like, this is 
real stuff. You know, as I said, like I was reflecting back and you know, if I would have actually sat in on a healing session and was sent out during that time on my own to deal with the aftermath, what would have happened? Like, I actually wonder, like, would I have actually been able to handle what happened? Like, would I have actually been able to be my own facilitator? And I'm not saying that, like, people can't heal and stuff on themselves because, you know, I want to empower people to be their own advocate, to be empowered within themselves. But again, that is not everyone's story. (laughs) And the new age makes it look like everyone is the same. Oh, it's just ascension symptoms. Oh, it's okay to do. It's okay. This is normal. What happens when it's not normal? Like you don't have people's medical records because you know, HIPAA and things. Um, yeah, like what, 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 what happens next? So we need to take responsibility and remember that pain loops and energy aren't things to fuck around with. We need to remember our place in the world, <laughs> in the industries, in the mental health industries. You know, people's livelihoods, they shouldn't be some, part of some get-rich-quick scheme or something that's commoditized. Like... People's pain shouldn't be a reason that you get to flaunt around. I made a $10,000 a month. At what cost? What happened on the other side? Like, what are we not hearing about? (laughs) You know, you don't know if someone's sitting in on healing sessions and they're on drugs. Like, you don't know. It's hard to say. So while practicing mindfulness personally... I've actually experienced a lot of tumultuous episodes over the past several years. Uh, And I remember at the beginning, like completely like in bed all day, like rocking back and forth completely in like an anxious anxiety episode out of my body, not in touch with reality at all. Um, Scary. And these are actually things I wrote off as ascension symptoms as part of the process. But was it really like just because some freaking reader or whatever on YouTube said, oh, well, this is what people are experiencing. Yeah, but to what degree? Like, and are you (laughs) are you a medical doctor? That's why people put like entertainment purposes only at the bottom you know it's like i'm not responsible for what happens next which is scary to me because on a level you are responsible you are responsible i mean you're putting it out there you've got people who are in vulnerable positions believing you and again it 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 concerns me because i'm like oh god like i've been a part of the problem which is I feel like part of, you know, the process of me knowing what the problem is, but as I said, was any of this really part of the process? Are we really meant to loop and loop and loop? You know, is it okay to idealize suicide? Are we normalizing mental health disorders and calling it enlightenment? Like, how many people die every year from lackadaisically going into trance states or lackadaisically going into any of these mindfulness practices? And is it a trance state or is it dissociation? 
Like how far is too far? Where do we draw the line? Like when does enlightenment slip into delusion? I think the first step to eradicating ourselves from these overly complex paths to our soul is by calling out the things that don't feel good and like asking why. Why doesn't this feel good? Because God is simple. That's a fact. God is always simple. There is no complexity to your relationship with God. You don't have to go through a medium, a channel, a reader, or none of that. You don't have to go into a deep trance state. You can literally just be wake up, roll out of bed, say, hey God, what's up? <laughs> like seriously. Calling on the God phone. Help. Like God will answer. You don't have to be in some deep, deep state where you fasted for three years or you know something ridiculous um even though jesus did fast in the desert but that's neither here nor there there's there's also the son of god so you know god in human form that's different (laughs) you know we need to be mindful uh we need to be mindful of our health and well-being on a like a real tangible grounded level so you don't have to be X vibration and have a perfectly ascended, clean, clear, energetic field to be in touch with God. You don't have to be able to channel beings to get the truth. The truth always resides within you. No amount of time and meditation, bits of knowledge or understandings of the universe will actually take that away or give you the truth. It's already there. God's within you. It's there. It's done. You woke up. I woke up like this, literally. So we need to start questioning the path of self-help and enlightenment and mindfulness and posing the questions around why we need to constantly feel the need to strive, to push ourselves into dark spaces, and to pick ourselves apart. If we're good enough, why are we looking for the problem? Thank you for joining me again on one of these enlightening conversations as we dig into the dark, dig deep, and uncover the actual light, the true light, beneath the confectioner sugar false light. Again, my name is Taylor Reiner, and this has been the Fuck the New Age podcast.